Welcome to New Type Flash. This is a podcast where every other week we come to you with Gundam Universal Century in a more or less chronological order. This week we are coming to you with part three of the Shards Deleted Affair Portrait of a Young Comet minisodes. Um, last week we came to you with part two where we covered the uh, prison escape of the captured Federation soldiers um, leading to Shar and Haman once again. Um, saving the day and and gaining some popularity and moving uh, the Axis forces closer to the moderate faction against Enzo, but aligning more with Maharaja Karn. This week we are bringing to you the next part of that. (laughs) Um, So uh, in the aftermath of all of this, um, Shar is going back and this is this all starts with chapter 26 of volume six so this is right at the end of uh volume six um char is overseeing some uh new mobile suits um being tested out um they've got to catch up uh, especially after they they fought those gm space units that had uh amro's test data loaded into them and they got spanked 40 percent of their um forces got wiped out w- even though they were out outgunning or outmanning the federation forces by a, a lot um and oksana is still trying to get shard to go to side three with her uh again she and maharaja karn are conspiring they know they believe that char is castle daikun and they want him to basically take over the independence movement um he's not on board yet uh maharaja tells char that if the federation was to show up Axis with a large fleet today that he would negotiate a peace and surrender to them because he does not want bloodshed um so that's where they are right now like they you know if it's a onesie twosie thing they'll they'll defend themselves if, as long as they don't feel like it'll in, end in a longer larger war um but if if it was you know a fleet were to show up they'd peace out they'd be like thanks but here, here's the keys to the castle um Enzo finds out that Oksana is trying to bring Char to side three and that Maharaja is involved. He doesn't know why yet, but he, um, actually, I don't think he ever finds out why, but he, he, he wants, he's interested because he wants Char far, far away as well. Um, we meet Sumire Hongo, who is a mobile suit developer, and she is trying to adapt the Saikamu system to fit inside a mobile suit. So if you keep in mind right now, we have two sets of um, Saikamu systems, and they're both huge. So you have the um, ones that are built into like the Zeongs and the Elmeths and all of these large mobile armors and the Zero, uh, the Zero G or whatever it's called. Um, and, but these are all huge mobile armors, so you can't really even see the Saikamu system because these these whole suits are so large and then you have the one that is built into the um schneeweiss which is haman's uh modified uh rick dom and it's this huge thing that just sits on the back of the the suit and it just makes it completely immobile so sumire is is trying to um modify it so it can be built into these these systems and this is kind of where you start to see the miniaturization of the saikamu system um that'll lead into a few more suits ultimately to the Kwebuli, um that Haman will pilot uh, in uh, Double Zeta. So um, that being said, that's just an introduction that we see in some like technical talk. Um, 
Enzo starts spreading some rumors that Haman is going to go to side three to experience the Federation oppression over on side three. Um, and this actually leads to pressure on uh, Maharaja Khan and Shar and everybody else to actually take her um, and go there. So um, these rumors spread and then it becomes the real deal. And Shar, Haman, Natalie, and a handful of other people are all going to be taken to side three. Um, we learned that they have modified a ship. It's called the Ingolstadt, um, and it will take 160 days, which is way faster than the previous journey, which took the better part of six months. I think it might've been nine months to get there when they originally left from Mabawaku. So, um, it drastically reduces the time that it's going to take to get to side three. Um, Haman is at this point feeling like she's being treated by a child by everybody. Nobody respects her. Shar very much empathizes with her, but tells her, no, like you are very well respected by the troops, by the people. They see you as a pilot, um, a leader, you know, you're, you're a badass. you're, you know, an up and coming ace. Um, but she doesn't, she doesn't agree with him. And so, um, she takes his hand and forces him to grab her breast, which is a very, very mature thing to do when you're trying to prove that you are being treated like a child. Just have somebody grab your tip. Um, Shar was pissed off, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, and we also learned that Enzo has, um, some sort of leverage over Natalie and has a secret task for her, um, that she will be forced to perform while they're out on side three with, uh, everybody. Um, so on to volume seven, Haman, uh, gets a nice little, uh, costume, mid-season costume change. We get our, you know, we, we've done our first two arcs. So the, for arc three and arc four, Haman gets a, a new costume and a new haircut. And it's more like the shortcut that, um, she has in, um, the series. She doesn't look like, um, Asuka from Evangelion anymore. Uh, Enzo and the crew and his crew are all plotting something for Haman, but we don't know exactly what it is yet. Um, all we know is that they are sending this this fabulous, fabulous young hot um, stud of a pilot named Fabian Frischnecht um, to be the vice captain of the Ingoldstadt under Shar. Um, so, but we don't know what he's going to do other than he's hot and he is going to um, be with them and have some influence that he's going to try to exert over Haman. Um, so they launch for side three and, um, their, their four month journey begins. Um, right after this happens, Enzo leaks a video to the Axis news organization that plays it on TV. And it's this video of the battle that happened when the Federation people tried to escape. And then some of the battle that happened before then, um, because they had, they had controlled the news a lot. And this was kind of used to, um, stir up the anti-Federation sentiment on Axis and try to drive more people to his, um, warring faction. Now that Shar is gone and can't exert his moderating influence over the, the, the pilots. Um, we get shown there is a crew um, on this Federation ship that's out in the middle of space called the Hampton. Um, this is the one that kind of turned around and, and effed off um, when uh, instead of surrendering. Um, people are committing suicide to help 
themselves with the rations, um, and then they detect the Ingolstadt. Um, they end up being on a collision course, um, and Ensign Fabian has brought along a camphor with him. My favorite suit, if you've heard this, us talk about it before. Can't wait to build a uh, like a master grade camphor suit because it's one of the coolest designs out there, I think. Um, but he wants to launch, but the ships are traveling too fast, so he can't get out there, and they're not really able to um, change their trajectory very much. Um, they end up hitting the Federation ship. The ship, the Federation ship just gets wrecked and blows up. Um, but the Ingolstadt's able to kind of like have like a parrying blow. So it kind of like deflects off of it. Um, but they have a damaged booster that is going to, um, blow up their ship if they don't take it off. So Fabian jumps in his camphor, which he couldn't get into short before, but he's, he's able to get into it now. Um, gets off, he disconnects the booster, um, but gets knocked off when he does that. Um, but Char is able to find him in, in space using his new type magic with a camera and save Fabian. So um, Fabian's able to get a little bit of street cred and trust, um, even though they, they suspect he's with um, uh, Enzo, but, you know, they don't really do anything about it at this point. They're, they're like, oh, well, you know, he's an okay guy. Um, at this point, Haman turned 16. It is now UC0083. Um, so things are getting less creepy now with this manga but i mean they're still kind of weird because she's she's still a minor she's still 16 and all the other crap we've seen especially the the tit grabbing and all that shit was she was 15 that's not cool um all right so for haman's birthday there are two um enlisted guys on the ingolstadt uh that want to give haman flowers for her birthday uh and they get into this huge brawl and then um fabian shows up and you know stops them and is made to look like a good guy um and then he turns around and gives her this huge bouquet of like 50 or 60 flowers and um char is immediately suspicious of fabian because after this because if you're in axis and first you have to get roses so I imagine roses aren't easy to come by when you're in a giant asteroid. You might be able to grow them here and there, one or two at a time, but this was a huge bouquet. So first, he had to accumulate all of these roses. Second, he had to know it was Haman's birthday during their transit. And third, he had to get them prepared and frozen and whatever so that they would be nice, you know, halfway through this this flight. So this thing whole this whole thing smacks of, you know pre-planning by somebody um yeah so char is shady and is um or char believes that fabian's shady and something's going on but he doesn't know what yet um speaking of fabian so natalie is walking around the ship and overhears fabian talking to one of the guys that he broke up the fight with um we learned that the fight was staged and this dude was promised a promotion and a raise when he gets back um and then fabian catches natalie over listening to them um and threatens to reveal natalie's secret mission if she causes him problems so now we're 100 percent for sure if we were any any doubt before fabian's a bad guy and he is using this to get leverage on uh natalie who's being forced to do something she's not 100 percent comfortable with um 
At this point, we also learned that uh, Enzo has used his influence at Axis to um, move it a little bit closer to war. And on um, in 0083, February 11th, they send 20 ships to reinforce the Earth Sphere under Yuri Hassler, um, who, uh, if memory, if, if you remember, he shows up in 0083 Stardust Memory. He is the Axis um, commander that shows up there. So this kind of like brings the two series together just a little bit more, lets you know like what's going on, why Axis had a fleet out near the earth sphere at this time when you know they're a little bit more in flux than than we thought so enzo doesn't isn't able to you know declare war but he does send this um fleet to reinforce the earth sphere um and then we see char have a new type flash at the end of volume seven and he detects uh, a bunch of federation ships um these guys are actually doing training out in the middle of space, um, and uh, they are going to fly right by this training group. Um, so at the end of Chapter 7, we learn, well, we're on a secret mission. We can't just, like, pass these guys up, so we're going to have to take them out on the way, um, or we're going to get caught. Uh, which leads into Volume 8. Um, Natalie leads the... Ingolstadt to take out the two Federation ships and Char, Andy and Fabian um, are taking on the Federation mobile suits. Um, They take out all of them but one uh, and this one mobile suit is basically trying to get as close as they can to get into radio range to call for help uh, and then it is intercepted by another suit which is piloted by Gerard Sinclair. Um, He shows up in later mangas um in in the zeta and double zeta timelines um but he also is in a really old pc game called advanced operation so um he's got a little bit of uh, meta history out there if you're interested in looking him up um during this entire battle haman was not told of the battle natalie was essentially sent to distract her and keep her away from the battle um because they didn't want her getting involved and put, being put at risk um in this fight uh and she's pissed at natalie about this um but we see natalie is slowly slowly starting to fall apart mentally because she is just overwhelmed by killing people and keeping secrets and her secret mission um so gerard sinclair's ship is the wimmel and it is escorting char's ship um and during this time, as they're they're heading towards Ambrosia, which I'll talk about in a second, um, uh, Shara goes to comfort Natalie, and she's like hanging out, essentially nude. We see some sparkles on the page. It's very um, there's there's love in the air, folks. They don't make love yet, but there's love in the air. Um, but yeah, so they head to this base called Ambrosia. It's a Xeon base made from leftover colonies that uh, they, they were able to scrap together. Um, this is a pretty cool thing. I, I haven't seen it used in any of the other content that's out there, but this is like a huge Xeon base that's uh, out in, in space That that's um, super important in this manga, but doesn't really show up anywhere else. So maybe one day they'll, they'll mention it again. Um, 
Back to Axis, uh, Hines has been investigating Enzo a little bit, and we learn a little bit of, of background on Enzo. Um, Hines is trying to get Karn to kind of expose Enzo as a, a fraud, um, and Hines tells Karn that um, essentially Hines showed up after this battle, this huge battle um, happened, and took out this other Xeon captain and took credit after he obliterated the other captain's um, fleet. Um, and that's how he got his promotion. And he's also like, well, um, Enzo's wife is also Degwin Zabi's co- cousin. That's how he got promote- promoted that, you know, we should, you know, expose him and get him in trouble. And Karn is basically like, you know, dude, like I, I got promoted for the same reasons i got power for the same reasons it's you know and we learned that um maharaja's oldest daughter marlene was dozel zabi's mistress so he basically sold her to uh, he he sold her to dozel for as a select sex slave and got promotions because of it really nice guy um so yeah he's not able to use that juicy info against um enzo because he He's guilty of the same thing. We learned that uh, the Federation is under pressure to hide Xeon Remnant Forces' victories. So in the aftermath of um, Char's uh, ship taking out this this training group, um, you know, there we see like a Federation cabal kind of talking to each other, saying like, what are we going to do about these guys? We've got to be able to take out these Xeon Remnants that are hanging around and like, killing our people left and right but we also can't like let the zeon remnants know that they're being successful and we can't let our um federation forces know or our citizens know that they're being successful but we got to take out all these forces um and we learned that they're essentially paying the relatives of these people that are killed in battle to be quiet um and you know the federation they still say hey our our main goal is to um, find access and these other bases that are out there and just take them out. But they're not being very successful at this point. Um, so Haman, we're back at Ambrosia base. Um, Haman is trying to take Natalie out on the town to cheer her up. Um, and we get to see a little cameo of, uh, Ilya Pazm from Devil Zeta as a young child. Um, if you remember her, she's cool looking later on but yeah it's a nice little cameo um ambrosia base gets information that the feds are going to attack near them soon at um some research depot or something along like those lines another little offshoot base um andy zaku is out of commission so they're going to give him a gelgoog and he's like apparently really worried about that even though i would assume a gelgoog is better i don't know if you're not used to it you're not used to it um and Shark, it's a uh, Zeong. Actually, it's a perfect Zeong because it has legs. Um, I think this is the first and only one we ever really see. I, I would have to do more digging, but yeah. So, you know, <laughs> Andy goes from a Zaku to a Gelgook, and um, Shark goes from a, uh, was it? A, he goes from a Gelgook to a perfect Zeong. These things are nice. Shark <laughs> um, takes out a bunch of suits. But um, he's getting overwhelmed, and they're essentially like trying to protect this base so that they can get all the secret information out of the base. 
Um, and eventually the base gets hit. Um, and this is in a volume nine now. Um, the Federation forces actually feel outmatched by the Axis forces, but there's more of them. So um, the, the Axis forces are really just kind of like, or I'm sorry, the Ambrosia forces, Zeon forces, are really just trying to hold off until they can get the secret data off the system. Um, the Zeon forces were barely able to get everyone off the base. Um, and th- this guy named, uh, the base's name was Variska. And they eventually just blow the base up and get out. Um, when Char gets back to Ambrosia, um, there's a, a guy there that basically tells him that, hey, Karn and I know who you are. Uh, we know your cast fall. And Char's like, I don't know what you're talking about. My name is, uh, is Char, the Red Comet. That's... Char is my first name, and The Red is my middle name, and Comet is my last name. Um, but yeah, so Char is basically like, I can't do anything to help the independence movie, movement. I'm just a soldier. I'm just a pilot. Um, but, you know, they're trying to plant that seed there, but they're being a little bit more overt with him now. Um, back to the Federation forces, we get to see Jamatov meet with um, <laughs> Admiral Gein Colony, Um who is actually called Green Wyatt in most other con- uh, media, but um, we're going to call him Wyatt because that's what he's called in most other stuff. Uh, but just keep in mind, he's called Admiral Colony in, um, in this show. Um, so he approves of Jamisov's plan to form a, a very elite group to hunt down Xeon remnants. Um, that's about all that happens there. Um, Shar and Haman... Uh, finally make it to side three uh they are in a colony called brutale and um yeah they finally make it so now they're they're getting to see the federation oppression or whatever um and then heinz is also at the same time continuing his investigation into the battle that um he believes enzo set up to start the war so again everybody suspects that enzo did all this stuff to like lure these federation soldiers and to fight them but they don't have anything solid yet um so heinz is is investigating at this point um we meet ensign sorry we meet ensign jessica diaz and she is helping heinz with his investigation uh she is told in a very awkward nude bath scene she is legal age she's a um actual officer that the information she's looking for is stored in a women's only facility um yeah, so she's definitely not being set up for anything bad, but yeah, uh, awkward nude bath scene. This manga is full of just strange shit. Um, at this point, Maharaja Khan is actually hospitalized for having like a heart attack or being overworked. So he is now uh, down for the count. He is not dead, but he is um, he, he's hurt. He's not in a good place. Um, and at the same time, the pro-war forces on Axis are forcing votes without him and Heinz present. So Heinz is investigating things and Karn's in the hospital. So they're taking this case to basically force their agenda. Um, Ensign Diaz goes to get this information 
that she was presented with or looking for in this women's only facility and the person she meets up with has a gun and points at her duh um you could see this this plot twist coming from um, a mile away but um we get a few random scenes on side three with uh Char pretending to be Haman's husband so they all they, they're legally on side three just under pseudonyms and like they're like tourists like honeymoon tourist or whatever um but yeah so we see natalie being threatened by fabian um it's a lot of like really quick scenes here and there just kind of setting up like what they're doing that they are actually touring side three um and then we learn they're heading to zoom city next um the capital of Zion. We get to see uh, Nanai Miguel, uh, f- sh- who shows up in Char's counterattack. She shows up as a young female researcher. Um, Nanai's brother is trying to recruit Char, uh, knowing that he's Casval, to pursue spacemoid independence. Um, this shows up. Nanai's brother shows up a, a bit more throughout this show or manga. Um, Hines finds out that Jessica Diaz has been kidnapped. And uh, he, there was also another guy that was working with him named Rutger. He didn't really show up a ton in the manga, but like there was a scene basically showing that he was being kidnapped as well. So Hines t- goes to get his subordinates, um, knowing that he'll probably be killed uh, doing so. Um, Hines learns that Enzo actually didn't betray the other union. He actually saved this crazy dude with glasses, Enrique Munoz, um, right before he was killed. So Heinz gets killed trying to save these people, but he also learns that um, Enzo didn't do what he thought he did. Kind of. I don't know. It, the, the writing here is not the greatest, um, and it could be the translation, but, you know, it's free. I won't complain. Um, a Federation soldier in Zoom City gets in a brawl with Fabian, um, and we learn that he is from the White Base 2, which has recently stopped by at Zoom City. Um, and then we also learn that this guy was a mobile suit pilot. So this continues the, the wonderful tradition of mobile suit pilots getting in bar fights. Um, the Federations learn about the this plan. So Xeon is going to be moving some suits around, and... Um, Nanai's brother, Giorgio, is um, forced to sortie with the Federation. So he is like an official soldier on Zoom City, but he's ostensibly like the Xeon representative of like their new security force, but he's working under the Federation. So um, because these white base pilots have been beaten up and they don't, and white base doesn't have any pilots. And the Federation has learned that Xeon's going to be moving some mobile suits around. Um, Giorgio is forced to sortie. Um, and he gets to pilot a RX-78-3 called the G3. Um, it's a Gundam. It's a very nice suit. You should look it up. Um, we also meet Kamuji, who is a mechanic um, supporting Ac- or Xeon and is a new type. Um, she takes out Giorgio's Gundam. So again, this is out in space. This is a completely separate unit from anything we've seen so far. This is kind of just like we get introduced these people randomly. Um, so Kamuji 
this new type, takes out Giorgio's Gundam with one shot, disabling him. Um, they know each other, um, so it's cool that she takes him out. Like they, they he, he, there was like some planning on the side before this happened. There's like we got to make it look real, so I don't get killed when I get you know when I fail to kill you know my friends. But yeah, so he gets taken out pretty quickly. But uh, we learn very very quickly that Kamuji is like a badass. Um, and then um, we learn that Fabian's actually using. Uh, one of the black Tristars suits, uh, it was Ortega's suit, um, which is pretty cool. Um, he is out in this battle and he is trying to survive, um, until Char catches up with him. So Char is able to save this transport ship, um, that Kamuji was helping escort. Um, and we learned that this transport ship was sending flat supplies to the Jalaz fleet. So again, this is more kind of linking up. We, we don't get the whole picture here of what, what exactly was happening beforehand, but now we know that, that this, this separate faction was actually sending support to the Jalaz fleet. So this is, um, more 0083 tie-ins around this time. Um, and then we also see the captain of the white base two refusing to pursue those Zeon forces because, He's essentially scared of getting shot down. And then we get another very quick uh, 0083 tie-in. Um, Gato calls Char and thanks him for the support. And he doesn't know who Char is, so it's basically like him calling some random dude and being like, yo, thanks for the help. Uh, we're going to, you know, send, we got the weapons. Um, yeah, so this is right towards the end of volume 10. And we see that uh, one of Heinz's subordinates, who I mentioned very briefly, Rutger, has turned out to be a double agent for Enzo. Enzo is trying to get um, Jessica Diaz over to his side. Um, so, you know, like, they're not just going to kill her because, you know, they already killed uh, Heinz, and that's going to be enough of a mess to just, you know, um, discuss. So they're going to try to, like, convert her over to the side. Um but Maharaja Karn and another act of ineptitude and passivity and just being a terrible leader um, is he refuses to um, to investigate Heinz's death. And this is at Ricardo's request. So if you remember, Ricardo is actually Roberto and Zeta. So another one of Char's longtime allies is was basically left at Axis to kind of be able to relay information to Char if, if needed. Um, he's trying to say, like, hey, this really needs to be looked into, and Karn is like, nope, not going to happen. Um, and then Volume 11, for our purposes, it's pretty short. We actually learn, it's uh, we get a pretty long montage of the history of the Karn family. Um, so Maharaja Karn um, has three daughters, um, his wife, had died uh he was a long term or a, a long time um zeon supporter he, he supported uh um zeon zoom daikun so once uh daikun died uh karn left politics but he was slowly over time coming back into favor and was um tricked into letting his oldest daughter become dozel's lady in waiting uh which in reality, turned out to be a um, a concubine. Um, 
because we all know that Dozel married someone else and had some other children. He married um, Zena and had um, uh, Maneva. So despite that, Dozel did care for Karn and his family. Um, so Karn was known to have worked with Daikun, so Giren did not care for him, and Dozel feared that Giren was going to um, end up killing him. Um, so Dozel shipped Karn off to Axis and, and gave him command of Axis to keep him kind of out of Giren's reach. Um, so that's kind of like a quick little history of the Karn family. Um, so back on side three, Oksana and all of that group are disappointed um, that being in Zeon hasn't really convinced Char to help them. In fact, he, he states a few times that he doesn't even believe that independence can be had right now because the population of Side 3 and, and Zeon is, is just tired of war. He doesn't think they're ready to fight for independence. Um, Char continues to, to tour Zoom City, um, and we get a few flashbacks as he and Haman tour this museum um, that has some history of like the Daikun um, family and everything. Um, he we see flashbacks of him Artesia as kids, and then um, back to Axis, we see Jessica trying Jessica Diaz, who was kidnapped by Enzo's faction, trying to gain Enzo's group's trust. So uh, we can all assume she's intelligent and she's trying to trick them, but she's playing the long game with them. Um, she offers to write a report on Heinz's death for Enzo. And they talk back and forth on it and they're like, well, you know, we get to look at it before it gets published anyway. So like if she, if she, if she like tries to expose us, we just won't let it out. Um, back on side three, um, Haman tells Shar that she saw Artesia calling him brother in the museum. So Haman was able to see some of Shar's like mental flashbacks that he was touring and he flips, he absolutely flips on Haman, um, throws her out of the room they're in and she just runs away. Like she's terrified because like this he he goes apeshit on her um they finally they they do finally find haman again but she is terrified and she does not want anything to do with char this is kind of like a a full-on break that they have at this point um because he feels like she has invaded his privacy and obviously like found out something he didn't want anybody knowing um and yeah i mean she couldn't really help it she doesn't know how to control her powers, um, but it is what it is. Um, at this point, Char finally gets word about Heinz's death um, at Axis, and um, that Maharaja Karn is sick. So um, Ricardo has sent that information through secret channels. Um, they were really worried about sending it. There's like a few little minor, minor scenes talking about how they needed to get it to Char. But yeah, so Char finds out about Heinz's death and Karn's illness. And he's like, we're leaving in 36 hours. We need to get back to Axis. 
Um, so at this point, Fabian knows he needs to make his move uh, on Haman because they're about to go back to Axis. Um, and he tells Natalie that, he, that she needs to do the same for Char. So he's like, our plans need to execute right now. And so uh, Natalie shows up in, in Char's room and Char immediately calls her out. Like, you're trying to seduce me for some reason or another and to get like control over me. Why? And she's like, you kind of find out Enzo has some shit over her. But Char still has sex with her. Like, they full-on bang. Um, which is amazing. Finally, Char gets laid. And it's not with a minor. Um, <laughs> uh, f- so, in in the meantime, Fabian takes Haman out on a date. Um, before their 36 hours is up. And then he takes her home. And proceeds to try to... Um, trigger, trigger warning here. He proceeds to try to rape her. Um, he throws her on the bed, starts tearing her clothes off, and then Natalie gets a new type flash. Um, so Natalie is a new type as well, apparently, and tells Char to go save Haman. Um, Char runs in, breaks in to the room, and beats the shit out of Fabian. Um, kind of as a, a finishing touch to all of this, Char tells Fabian that he won't have him executed, but he basically removes... Um, he basically tells Fabian, you're out of the military, you're not coming back to access with us, and um, you're staying here in Zoom City. Peace. Um, yeah, and at this point, that's the end of Volume 11. Um, it's It's been a pretty, you know, this is a long arc, so a lot, a lot of political machinations. Hines is killed um, investigating Enzo. Um, Jessica Diaz is set up to um, try to betray Enzo or gain his trust and then betray him. Um, Haman and and Shard have been involved in this machinations where we kind of they we see them touring side three and um, assisting um, the the Zeon Transit the Gato resupplying the Delaz fleet. Um, so, so several tie-ins for 0083. Um, and then Natalie and Sh- and uh, Fabian's uh, plot from Enzo, so Char-, Char banging Natalie as a result of her trying to bang him, and then um, Fabian raping or attempting to rape uh, Haman, but being stopped and protected. And now they are heading back to Axis because of the illness of um, uh, Maharaja Karn and the death of Enzo. Um, and the impending probably civil war at this point that's going to happen in Axis. So we will save the rest of that for next week. I know this one was a little bit longer. This was a uh, four-volume arc as opposed to the others, which were more like three. Um, The final arc will be episodes 12 through, or volumes 12 through 14. It's a little bit shorter, and there's a lot of um, stuff at the end that doesn't really matter. So I hope you're enjoying these minisodes. If you're not, um, you know, you don't have to listen. You can always just resume when we get to Zeta. But I do hope you're listening or enjoying listening. Feel free to reach out to us at New Type Flash Pod on Twitter or uh, give some feedback on our uh, Mobile Suit Gundam subreddit post. Uh, until then, until next time.
See you soon.